Shuffle. Shuffle. Hello and welcome to Kill Shuffle, episode three. Episode three. Almost losing count. <laughs> Almost. Um, my name is Donald. I'm Dylan. And this week we've got a super varied array of albums yes. to talk about. Not a super about. unknown. Yeah, a lot of super unknown listeners. Quite albums. well known. But a few unknowns. <laughs> a few known unknowns. Yeah. And, and, and just one known known. <laughs> for sure. Oh. Uh, yeah, so we're addressing the very unfortunate and untimely death of Chris Cornell yes. uh, earlier in the Certainly. week. So, needless, I mean, Soundgarden was not on our regular rotation, but we, we put it in there because uh, we felt like it was the and time. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, the time to speak about Chris Cornell and Soundgarden. Uh, so, we're tackling Super Unknown. Mm hmm. And then we're going to look at the new album, One More Light, by Linkin Park. Yes, the album. Album. The quote, album. Quote, quote fingers. Yep, and we're, we're going to be reviewing it as an album. Okay. As, as a piece of art, Dylan. Your funeral, okay. <laughs> and uh, and then, then we're going to take a little trip to Japan. Yeah. With a new album by Tri- Tricot, I want to say. Tricot, yep. Tricot, the album three by Tricot, and then uh, Withering to Death by Dear Ungrave. Yes, they are well known in their own right. You may not have a clue, but they are well known in the no, right. No, I feel so, like Dear yeah. Grey is a name. Yeah. Dear Grey is a name. People have heard of Dear yeah. Grey. Um, whether they've actually heard their music is another thing, but we'll yeah. we'll get to that yeah. later. So, anything else you want to kick off the show with, Dylan, before we dig into the weeds? Uh, I don't know, Dylan. How are you? How, how was your week? I had a great week. Uh, I feel like I packed in most of my listening into the last 48 hours. So I've just had a constant barrage of these these four albums in my ears. Yeah. I'm starting to feel a little bit disorientated, like I don't know what country I'm from, and I don't know which that's, decade I live in. That's good, I guess. That's music for me on a daily basis. But uh, yeah, no, 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 life's, life's good. We've been having a little bit of a mixed bag in terms of weather here in Ireland, but yeah. uh, otherwise it's it's all oh, good. I, it's same old, same old. Exactly. What about you? You, you feeling good? I finished, uh, yeah, yeah, I've had a good time um, hibernating before Twin Peaks comes out. Oh yeah. Tonight. Tonight. Which and, is why um, we're recording at five instead of eight. Yeah. Quickly, I did finish... Uh, Randy Blythe's book, Dark Dark Days. Oh, Randy Blythe, singer from Lamb of God. Yeah, which is really good. Uh, f- almost 500 pages, which is insane considering he's not a writer by heart. Yeah. He just, he can talk. Much like Corey Taylor, he can did, just write and entertain. Did he have a ghostwriter? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. That's interesting. The only thing I know about Randy Blythe is when you follow him, him on Instagram, yeah. all of his posts max out the word count. Yeah, like <laughs> for like one picture, he, he for him wow. a pic a picture involves writing a thousand words. Yeah, um, so I'm sure it was a good read. Oh, it was very entertaining, very distressing, entertaining, and a very harsh, realistic look at yeah certain problems. Because he was in a Czech prison for yeah. what a year. Yeah, and uh, it was a lot funnier than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Of course, with Randy Blythe being yeah. there, he's just a very comedic guy, no matter what the situation, and. Um, he he made the best of it, and that's, that's kind right. of entertaining. It, so it was um, it was written uh, looking was. back at his experiences. Yeah. And was it written just after he got released from prison? Uh, I think a little after. A little after. Okay, yeah. cool. Because they've had one album since. So. Yeah, it's been pretty long since, but uh, it tackles a lot of his backstory as well, mm-hmm. and giving context to how that affects his mental uh, processing in in a prison like that. And it's very interesting. Cool. On, like how screwed screwed up like the law system is and that part of Europe in Czech Republic so recommended for Lamb of God fans uh, everybody recommended for everybody oh everybody yeah cool <laughs> great so yeah so needless to say uh, Chris Cornell singer of 
Soundgarden, Audio Slave, yeah, and loads of solo done. projects. Uh, and sorry, Temple of the Dog as well. Yeah. Um, passed away this week, very tragically. Actually, after only yeah. having played a show in Detroit mm-hmm. hours earlier, an hour earlier. Jeez, I didn't even know it was that close. Yeah, um, like he he went up to his. Uh, I've heard he went up to his room, and a few hours later, his friend checked. You know, as you would check yeah, a friend yeah, after yeah. a gig, and yeah, that's. Pass. Horrific. So still surprising and still very confusing for every party involved. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think this might have hit you slightly harder than me, Dylan, because you, you, you'd be a huge Chris Cornell fan. Yeah, I was I was very stressed out, like trying to finish stuff up in college for the final amount. And then I got that the day I came in and I was, I needed some time. Really? <laughs> needed some time. I, I still need some time, but yeah. Yeah. So what's um, what's your, I mean, what's your background with, with Chris Cornell? What's my background with him? Um, just... Just, did you did you come in through Soundgarden or Audio Slave? Uh, Audio Slave. Okay. The heavy rotation of coaches. Yeah. And then I went back, and very quickly I I was obsessed with how how different this was from what it came out of. Sure. In its in the scene, uh, the whole combination of different scenes put together to make a more more so one of the better supergroups to ever come out there. With Audio yeah. Slave, agreed. Uh, yeah. Because they had their own thing going. Yeah. It wasn't just. Yeah. I mean, there was a huge dose of rage against the machine yeah it could have been horrible and it it wasn't in, it was great. in some people's opinions could have been is better than yet bands it spurred from yeah yeah for sure and show me how to live it's funny I, I mean like to put it all out there i i never really had much of a background with chris cornell but i, I did play in an ill-fated covers band once <laughs> um and we did a cover of show me how to live by audio slave what and, age were you uh oh like I don't know, nineteen or twenty. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, this isn't that long ago. No, no, no I know Cochise, and I, and, I, yeah. I mean, and actually, funny enough, listening to this album as we'll discuss, mm. there were a lot of songs that I did know and yeah. that I didn't know were Soundgarden songs. But um, yeah, I, I just remember playing a really bad version of "Show Me How to Live," but <laughs> thinking this is a great song. Like, yeah. I, there's there's no way I could ever emulate the, this this singing. Yeah, even you know? played poorly, these songs are incredible. Yeah, and that's you know, Chris Chris Cornell's track record has been somewhat kind of barren last 10 years yeah sure yes very, very well he, he had his chris he had his um his acoustic tour yeah which which was very well received but apart from that yeah. i mean i know king animal was Sangarda Sangarda album that came out a couple of years yeah. ago actually that i quite enjoyed it I don't five know it years back though five years back i don't know if it was so well received by the press but uh i quite enjoyed yeah, it. it grabbed me um yeah. nonetheless so we're gonna do a deep dive on Super Unknown, yeah. which is the second album by Soundgarden. Yeah. Released in 1994, which yeah. is crazy. That's uh, 23 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So this band, first band to go on a major label from the grunge From scene. the grunge movement, yeah. Um, before the grunge movement even began, they escaped the grunge movement, which yeah. I found very funny. And they were always considered to still be in the grunge movement. And their whole career had been them not trying, but very mm. clearly showing and proving that they are not part of that. A lot like Afghan wigs. For sure. Um, a lot like failure. A lot, a lot like they tried to escape it. And, do you, and did. Do you not, would you not consider Soundgarden to be a grunge band? Um, a bit in the first album. Bits. Really? Yeah. Like they, I would... They, I would, I they, they like bands. I hear grunge in yeah. this album, for sure. Yeah, it's there. To, to be honest... To, but it's so much more... Yeah, no, there is. There's more there for sure. Yeah. Um, but the thing, I think the whole thing about grunge is that grunge is never one thing. Mm-hmm. It, grunge is almost like an attitude more than it yeah. is any particular sound. Yeah. But uh, coming to this album as a relative newcomer, I guess. Yeah. 
what I loved about it was it's almost right in the very center of the grunge Venn diagram. Yeah. In terms of like my, I, I wouldn't consider myself a huge grunge fan because it's often, mm-hmm. it often pulls too far in one direction for me. Yeah. Like I find, even though I, I love Nirvana they're my favourite of the bunch but I sometimes feel like Nirvana are a little bit too weird and then sometimes I feel like Alice in Chains are too overbearing yeah. Pearl Jam are too sort of stadium anthemic yeah. sometimes Smashing Pumpkins are a little bit too bombastic whereas and I, that's a weird this, statement but yes but okay. this band yeah. sits right in the middle I think they get the balance totally right Yeah, um, and having Chris's <coughs> powerhouse vocal in the centre yeah. of it all does yeah yeah yeah, Chris. Chris split it from everything else. Mm. If it wasn't Chris, it would probably recede back to something else. Yeah, but thanks to Chris, he 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 gives it that extra bit. Sure, I mean, like the guitar melodies are there and yeah. the songs are there, but but having that that vocal over the top and those melodies as well just yeah. raises the bar for this album. Like, like think of like Bruce. Bruce from Iron Maiden mixed with like a Motown singer. If you haven't heard Soundgarden before or Chris, yeah. somehow that's what it's like. Just very powerful, un mm. un unrock like as it as it was then. Mm. Like this is going back to Led Zeppelin, yeah, that kind of yeah, powerful yeah, yeah, vocal yeah. and bringing it to a whole another another level for um, sure. Yeah, yeah, because it was like a level of technique in the vocal that you didn't often it, it doesn't sound as scattershot yeah. as some, someone like Kurt Cobain there, there is so much control in yes. in Chris's vocals um, yeah like he could very successfully be leading a glam rock band yeah. but he's not yeah. I'm so glad he was leading a grunge yes. band yes and he's very successfully broken the sound barrier with yeah. some of the notes he can hold in, in this album and others oh 100% um, and there's such a variety of songs this album as well because yeah. when I first Picked it up and looked at the 70 minute running time. I kind of thought, oh my God, like this is going to be a slog to listen to. But it's really not because this every song just brings a slightly different vibe. Yeah. I mean, you've got everything because it's so, it revolves around Cornell so much that the music itself can kind of ebb and flow in terms of genre. Um, sometimes it's like you know fast paced yeah. uh, punky stuff and then other times yeah. it's totally stripped back yeah. almost um, industrial sounding like yeah. on 4th of July there's doom that, that's there's doom more, too, do- yeah. more doomy than most doom bands can pull off on a good day yes absolutely um, yeah 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 for uh, sure uh, yeah a lot of it was made that way to, to jar themselves mm. and their fans and listening like um, a, a lot of the songs like, let me see just like My Wave my wave, mailman, head down. They're mm. all there to split it from being just a, da- a, a very down and murky album. Because it yeah. is It is a very murky album. At times, At for times. sure. My wave but, is a funny one, actually, now that you mention it. Because yeah. to me, it sounds like it It could have come straight off the first Foo Fighters album. Yeah. And I don't know who's singing. I mean, I looked this up. I don't think it's Dave Grohl. But the backing vocals in the chorus of that song just sound exactly like Dave. <laughs> no, I think it's uh, I think it's um, it's the guitarist. I think it's the drummer. Oh, the, um, oh, okay. Of, of also Pearl Jam fame, so no way. Yeah, yeah. Ah. he's constantly going, yeah, going well, back you, and forth. You can you can listen to it yourself uh, yeah. and decide whether or not you think that was secretly Dave because it sounds exactly like him. Maybe. Um, that is that. Yeah, there's another one. There's another upbeat one that I could probably do without. I think it's called Kickstand. Yeah, um, it's just like a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not a huge fan of that. A little out of place. The last songs are a little, little, little chalked in there. No, um, um, except for like suicide. Yeah, That's... like like suicide is great. Which I mean, given what happened, yeah. it just seems almost a bit too on the nose. But oh, oh yeah, Cornell, Cornell has always been a dark very, dude. Very, not Kirk Cobain troubled, but you know, he, 
Well, that's the yeah. thing. I did. I didn't. I didn't know that. And then listen, listening to the the lyrics on this album, I mean, the guy was was troubled. Yeah. Oh, There's listen no to his acoustic it. album recently. That's very very dark. Yeah, but happy sounding. So yeah, it's in yeah, yeah. control in control of it for sure. Um, uh, I actually see what you mean though. There are there. It does drop off a little bit in the second half. Yeah. Although you've still got like the day I try to live, which is yes, unbelievably, unbelievably good. Like I like, and that was another one that. I didn't realize I knew yeah. until I heard it. And yeah. I went, this is, this song is a, is a classic. I've definitely heard this a million times before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but just to, to lay it all out there, <laughs> I actually first ho- heard Black Hole Sun mm-hmm. through the Westworld soundtrack. Yeah. Oh my God. How did you not hear it before? I don't know. Like, you you watched Kerrang! You watched Scuzz. I know it was there. I know it's possible that it's possible that I had actually physically heard the song, but it definitely didn't register until like even stills of the video are etched in my brain. Yeah, currently <laughs> the wide eyed girl eating an ice cream melting. I feel like such a phony. It's um, okay, but uh, yeah, no, I, I have to say it was it was a, it was a really enjoyable. Uh, it was yeah. very enjoyable listening back to this and kind of educating myself a little bit. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, anthemic in the best of ways like 4th of July is so creative mm. um, I, I'd imagine it would be it would be a gateway for anybody to get into that kind of music yeah because of how well done it is yeah 4th of July yeah. is a standout that's that's it's the great thing there's so many stylistic variations yeah that you never you just you don't get bored as you're listening through because like 4th of July hits you and it's totally unlike anything else yeah. in the album and Black Hole Sun I know it's so over overheard for most people except for you but, <laughs> except for me apparently but, you know, just it's like how to write a song. Yeah, absolutely. It's a <laughs> like, it's a fantastic song. It's their Karma Police by Radiohead. Yeah, that's kind of what it reminds me of. It's just got a really weird chord structure, but it yeah. totally works. It's so perfect. And Cornell, like, apparently, uh, the lyrics don't mean anything direct, yeah. but they have lately. They have meaning. in the last yeah. twenty years. They've gained meaning mm-hmm. um, somehow. Definitely. But yeah, it's an, it's an impressive, impressive. What like third album in? To have yeah. that, it usually usually it takes a while to get there. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's it's a world class album. I suppose that's that's remembered with good reason. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Really, really enjoyed that. Any final thoughts on Super Unknown? Oh, I'm just I'm just good at Soundgarden. They're not going to write anything anymore. Yeah. and they have. They're halfway in the writing room for for the latest album, and they 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 couldn't. I guess they we can't. fuck. I guess we might see some some tapes or something we might see a a posthumous release like what they did with michael jackson or yeah. biggie yeah <laughs> but unlike bands like oh. yeah it's, like it's bands like so deftones who have lost their bassist yeah and have an album underneath like eros um that's what deftones did they, i only found out about th- about that today yeah they, re- they released a song smile recently yeah um, that was really cool but um was the album totally finished or was it oh yeah yeah except for like a bit of mastering and a few more bits and they didn't release it just out of respect yeah Um, that's crazy I mean it's just hard to it's absolutely hard to do no of course and you don't want to go you you don't want to go on a world tour supporting an album that your friend died while you were making and you and you have to finish that album yeah like that that would that's that's the part listen to those mixes day in day out no 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 no. so so most likely the members of Soundgarden are going to do their own thing because they are incredibly incredible musicians yeah in their own right they might go off and do something else and you know for Soundgarden I'm not like in any way suggesting there's a silver lining to this but I know there were a lot of people who felt as though Soundgarden as a unit had 
maybe gone a bit stale. Um, so maybe there's there's potential for I, I those guys. I bec- I saw them. I saw them playing. Yeah. In 2015 here. Okay. And that was like they hadn't missed a beat. Okay. Like, there you go. Dylan would not agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah Dorm- Dormer's gone off doing Pearl Jam stuff and cool. still is. That, that's still a healthy band. Well, Pearl band. Jam are a band that yeah. have gone stale. Yeah. Vetter, I mean, they could still do something great, but... Yeah. I beg to differ a little bit. A little bit. Okay. Uh, Lightning bolt that stuff. Mm, okay, fair enough. Well, let's let's move on to something we can probably both agree on. And that is the new oh. album by Linkin Park. Lonkin Park. Lonkin Pork. Lonkin. It felt like I was... I don't know what Lonkin is, but it felt like I was Lonkin Pork around while I was listening to this album. Okay, so the album is called One More Light. It's by... Uh, I guess you could call them. I guess they're kind of new metalers. Would you say Linkin Park? They're definitely not, not for the last decade. They're like, like bit. Yeah, they were third wave new metalers, yeah. um, and ever since then they've just been sort of general rock superstars, super giants. Yeah, slowly fading out. Exactly. Slowly fading yes, out to obscurity. Yeah. <laughs> and this is their attempt to. And now one more light yeah. has died. <laughs> yes, they're them clasping onto Twenty One Pilots' cape and flying into the mainstream with this album. Yeah. It's essentially what it is. Is that is that how you feel about it? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get started. Yeah, let's um, get started. How, how did you try and come into this with a positive, positive I, eye? I really did because, because. No, actually, maybe I'm not. I'm not telling the, the whole truth there. I would have come into this with a very with a very positive outlook had I not heard the lead single. Yeah. Heavy. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is as a hilarious title yeah. to begin with, because yeah. it is the softest, soggiest yeah. song. Wafer thin. Heard in years. Oh, at least I thought that I'd heard in years until I listened to the whole album. Um, truly awful stuff. So I went in with a fair bit of trepidation, but I've actually oh. enjoyed stuff Linkin Park have done. Yeah, up to the last album, I still enjoyed stuff to an extent. Uh, yeah, The Haunting Party, I listened to a few times and enjoyed. Yeah. Living Things, which I think was the one before that, I enjoyed yes, quite a lot. Yes, yes, It was Good, I, good uh, pop. Very yeah, good, good pop, good pop but, but it was pop rock. Like It was a pop version of what Linkin Park did before. Yeah. Whereas this is a pop version of nothing they've ever done no, before. it's... Not even half baked. No, it has been simply hurled at a, a closed <laughs> yeah. oven. Yeah, not even baked. <laughs> this, this isn't even. This isn't half baked. This isn't even half mixed. This is like sitting in a bowl with way too much water. No sugar. No flour. No butter. It's just a bowl full of water <sighs> and salt. That's all this is. I might get the positives out of the way <laughs> there are do. actually a few positives. There are a few minor um, positives, and please, please help us out and give them to us still. Let's scrounge what you can from the wreckage that is this album, please. Um, its mix is not bad. It's not too bad, as in, for the first time in Linkin Park's history, you can hear the bass. You can hear the bassist playing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, there are, like, the way the band incorporate there are the instruments, with their, which there are actual organic instruments in this. Yeah. Um, you, you can d- discern them from actual electronic stuff pretty well. Okay. So they do that split. All right, <laughs> it's there. They've defined that. Yeah, and they've gone no farther. <laughs> I kind of and no, we're staying positive. I'm not going to disagree with you on the mix until later. Yeah. Uh, my positives on this album is that I I think the second track, "Good Goodbye," which which has Pusha T and Stormzy on it. Yeah, and is, a bit of Mike Shinoda. And a bit of Mike Shinoda is actually. I know I don't want to go as far as to say decent. That would perhaps be giving it too much credit, but it's it's 
it's okay. My ear perked a, li- a few times. Yeah. I mean, as as far as, but it, only for a few seconds, and then it, it right went to something else. There's some, there's some. The the choruses I could take or leave. The verses are good. Mike Shinoda is on form. The two guests are well chosen, and they both put in a good performance. It's a good song. Like it's a pretty good song. Ooh, it's it's pretty slim pickings from the yeah, but then, rest of the then, album. then it just falls to pieces. It falls, falls to pieces. pieces. I mean, I'm not, I I I think he does a couple of raps, but Mike Shinoda is sort of wheeled out to the front of the stage to sing quite a bit in this album. But he he sang well in the past, though. He has sang well in the past. But I think the difference is that Mike Shinoda is quite a, if not like aggressive, then kind of angsty vocalist. Yeah. But here he's just trying to do the saccharine sweet. I'm really trying my best to convey emotions kind of performance. But that's the thing. There are no emotions in no. this. Like, according to Chester Bennington, these are deep songs. <laughs> Somehow they are deep songs. Um, but they're, they're not. His battle, <laughs> battle symphonies. They are honestly not. Um, yeah. There's not even a hint. There's only a, a monotonous drone. Oh. Uh, this is not how you convey the emotions you're trying to convey, Chester, right? What I think... Well, at if least, you are still Chester. <laughs> you, if, 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 if it is you, if you haven't pulled an Avril Lavigne and been replaced by a clone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the one thing you couldn't say about Mike Shinoda is that he doesn't turn in a, like, complete train wreck of a performance. It's just totally bland. In contrast to what he's done before, he yeah, does. which is good, which was good. This is just... It, it's totally bland. His voice just sounds like a totally middle of the road singing voice he's fine yeah. Chester Bennington's performance on this album is is so atrocious bad. It's it is horrific. so bad there was an album ago he was even the soft songs he was giving heart to yeah. and this is nothing this just sounds like he's taking a really really difficult I, it's like he's trying to copy somebody else singing exactly what they're singing yeah. and he has no choice but to sing exactly what they're singing yeah Sorry. Yes, exactly. He Let's, he puts so much false. He's trying to put so much false emotion into his voice. Yeah, that it's very forced. It's so forced. It's so forced. Yeah, it's like the Scientology of albums. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you will. Yeah. The um the curtain is so thin you can see right through it. There is there's absolutely no genuine feeling behind yeah. what he's. It's crocodile tears the whole way through. Yeah. Um, which is totally the record label's fault. Do you think so? Well, the album before this was dwindling in sales. Okay. Like, absolutely a failure. Right. But I, I enjoyed it. Mm. But it was an absolute failure. And I get, I guess the, the poppy bits that people like from the other albums just forced them to do this. And I don't I, know. Oh. And I guess the, the label, they did it for the label, not themselves, not for the fans. No. They, they, this is them doing it for the money and just draining into obscurity. You want to... It's Piss in the wind. I don't know which is worse, if they did it for the money or if they're genuinely this stupid. No, they... Do you know what I mean? Chester is genuinely this stupid. Mike Shinoda is not. He's... he's. I've yeah. seen him done well on his own. He's the brains behind the operation. Like, he, he did the Raid soundtrack and that is a work of art. Yeah. That's yeah. really impressive stuff. Oh, God, And that's not grim. there. His, his, his writing chops are not here at all. No. The songwriting on this is, her- is terrible. And apparently when they were writing the song, they started with the, with the vocal melodies and the lyrics, which is a terrible way to write music. Uh-huh. Because then that's the reason why there's this formless, shapeless, anonymous synthesizer bass behind, not, not like a bass guitar, but like a foundation. Yeah, okay. Underneath every song. You can't, you can't pick out 
even say electronic sounds. It's just this sort of formless ethereal synthesizers yeah. because no care was taken into making the music distinctive because mm-hmm. everything was built around the vocal melodies, which yeah. aren't even that great, but they are very yeah. obvious. Yeah, and and they go nowhere. They go they, nowhere. They, they have no finish. No. no, none of the songs have a proper proper finish even though they are no. verse chorus verse chorus they could easily build up yeah but they don't yeah which but that's because it's so hard to, it's me. so hard to anchor music when you don't when you don't it's so hard to anchor a song when you don't start with the music it puzzles me so much this what, album <laughs> sorry when i'm just while we're on the topic of vocal melodies yeah. i there were there was plenty of moments where my face scrunched up or i was cringing to myself listening to this album the first word spoken in the album yeah exactly <laughs> oh my god um, what's it again? I keep dancing with my demons. Keep or dancing. With my- yeah, it's oh, it's no the flaky. the moment when I actually burst out laughing was um, the song "Halfway Right" has the same <laughs> vocal melody as "Alone on a Hill" it was does. a lonely goat herd it from does. Sound of Music. It does. <laughs> it's, it's you know the song. Yes, I You're do. Late, I do. Late, late, late. Oh. It's the same melody. All I could hear is all I could ever see is just Chester Bennington shirtless with a. One of those uh, rods uh, <laughs> tending to his sheep on a mountainside in Switzerland. That's all I can see. So the pigeon flies by and poops on his little, oh, little mohawky thing. And his stupid... His Mr. T, his Mr. T piece. And his stupid glasses. <laughs> He's been replaced by Pharrell. That's... that's oh. he, he, with How the giant, With the giant, giant mounty hat. Yeah. Like, I know, I know what you mean. That's totally him. But I, I, you I swear. will not take Pharrell's good name into this conversation about Linkin Park. Oh. I almost feel bad for the, the guest vocalist on track two who rhymes something. He, he rhymes something with now I'm on a track with Linkin Park. <laughs> does he? I didn't he does. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Stormzy, I think. And you kind of want to go, man, you, you really don't want to commit that to tape. Jeez. You know, you could, you could distance yourself, but you've actually admitted on tape that you did a track with Linkin Park. Yeah. Um, I, I, I missed that. I was probably having an aneurysm or something at the time. And, and also the yeah. last, the last song. Oh no, not the last song. Sorry. Well, the last song is awful. It's, it's yeah. literally trying to be, uh, every zeitgeisty band of two years ago, you know, Monsters and Men. What's that? What's that band uh, called? Between Monsters and Men or M- Mumford and Sons? No, well, Monster- Mumford and Sons also. Monsters and Sons and Mumford. yeah, Monsters and Monsters and acoustic <laughs> guitars. That's you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like the bands that whistle. That's what they're trying to be. Yeah. Um, but the the second to last song, one more, one more, like the title track. Mm-hmm. It, it has. It's it's so it's so offensively saccharine and yeah. and maudlin yeah. and morose the, the, one of the one of the lyrics is um who cares if one more light goes out in a star of a million sky in a sky of a million stars i think he's talking about like people or whatever and then he just goes i do it is so rough you know i think he's talking about his own career there oh <laughs> lincoln park chester i actually I, I wish he meant that i wish that he actually curled up in a ball and started sobbing to himself <laughs> naked in his room every time something bad happened to anyone in the whole world chester bennington you have sold out I you're the did. worst i do you're the worst Oh God! I used to like Lincoln Park. I know. I, I used to like. I them. was very attached to them. Is this? I wish. We... I wish they burnt out on new metal. Then this. Yeah. They could have rather. If that was the intention from this whole experience, which I'm pretty sure that's what they're pl- trying to do, is just explode in a yeah generic thing. Oh Christ! And there's so much. Yes. Th- th- you know that. You know that. Uh, 
that synthesizer trend that's happening at the moment where you you take a vocal sample and turn it into a synth it's on all of just the, hi, the just, high the high pitch yeah voice it's in on this. justin bieber's new tracks yeah. and it's on the new fallout boy track it's oh, it's dude. on this I, album I had so a, much i had such a ball last night i listened to the um <sighs> listen to the uh the listening party for this oh with, with sure mike shinoda and the uh douchebag of a guitarist I never knew he was that much of an a- smug asshole the guy who always wears the big headphones he's such a smug asshole oh, Mike God. Shinoda I, he's probably paid a lot to to do you know to move a muscle in that band yeah, so yeah. I guess that I guess money money um, but it was painful how was how sincere they tried to come across oh. and it was the veil was very thin the veil was very thin and some, someone asked about those chipmunk vocals. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. the third question of asked, and, and they're like, "Well, why can't we just have robot voices? Like, like robots make everything better." Oh. And I was like, "Like this album for you? <laughs> really? It makes it better?" That's I what mean, he said. That's what the guitarist said. Not Mike Shinoda. It's it, it. Just listening to them is a is such a strange oral experience, and it's gonna date. So it's already dated. That's the thing about yeah. listening to this album. So is, badly. It sounds like a bunch of forty year old guys who. Were were given a podcast or like who were given a playlist yeah. by their label of guys. This is hot yeah. right now, yeah. but the label guys didn't know what was hot right now. The yeah. label guys are picking songs that were yeah. hot two years ago, and now Lincoln Park is yeah. trying to filter that into their new album. This is Lincoln Park held by gunpoint by the Chainsmokers. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I I I never want to listen to this again. But the, the real the real question is: Is are Lincoln Park dead to us? Like can 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 we take anything they ever do again seriously? Um, or could this just be seen as a terrible misstep, and maybe they might? No, this is them. This, this is this is them. This is this is the respect gone. Okay, it's absolutely. See you, Lincoln. I mean, Park. if you ask me that during like the, the poppy albums preceding the hunting yeah. party, I would have said. They could come back, and they, and they did. Oh yeah, because I thought. But then I, they fooled me twice. For sure, like I thought, minutes to minute was. Utterly atrocious, and I thought the, I think the one following that was pretty pretty poor too. Uh, it had good bits. It had good bits. The though. one with the division on it. No, no, sorry, uh, the, the catalyst. Catalyst. But yeah. that had good bits. That Mark Mike Shinoda wrote. Sure. Yeah. Hannah, I mean, for my money, I thought they were both rubbish, yeah. and I liked the two that came after. This, we're we're done. <laughs> Goodbye. See you later, Lincoln Park. I'm Chester Bennington, Mike Shinoda. All the rest of you, we're done. No, Mike, Mike can do all the stuff. Okay, whatever. He, he's actually he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Right, I'm done talking about this album. We're finished. Dylan, have you any final words? No. Good. Go to hell. <laughs> Lincoln Park, go to hell. Okay. I'm angry. Now. No, hell, hell, is, hell is some cool people. It's okay. I, I started off kind of thinking this was going to be funny, and now I'm just angry. No. Um, so now we're going we're gonna to get on a plane, and we're going to fly for eight hours, and there's going to be a layover in Dubai, and then we're going to fly again, yes. and we're going to land in Tokyo, because we're going to talk about... Japan for a little bit, yes. a little while. Yes. Okay, so people who understand this even more than Lincoln Park understand yeah, their fans exactly because because we're, we're we're taking in two albums that came from the land of the rising sun. Yeah. This week, Dylan, you put both of these on the menu, yeah. so please introduce. Well, the first one is going to be uh, three by Tricot. They are from Top Shelf Records. If you know Top Shelf Records, there that was what Enemy were on. Enemies were on. Mm-hmm. Um. So that that's what you're in for if you like if you like Enemies. Mm-hmm. Probably like this in some way. Um, this this is this is very very whimsical pop punk. Would you call it pop punk? Yes, there there is there is there is punk there. That's funny There's actually. Totally that punk, punk was not a word that crossed my mind when I was listening to it. But well, it's j- jazzy off the bat. Yeah, I would have called it. 
Actually, no. Do you know what? I did think jazz punk. Yes. I did think jazz that punk, while totally. I was listening. Um, that is kind of what it's like because tri- trick. Tri- what are we? How are we saying it? Tricot. Uh, tricot. Yeah. Tricot. Um, tricot. It's all female. Am I right uh, in saying that? Yeah, three piece with uh, female fronted. I f- anyway, I, f- I think the yeah the, with the touring drummer. So okay, sure. Um, the guitar tone is somewhere right in the middle between uh, sort of dirty clean yeah. and and distorted. It's 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 the kind of guitar tone that can serve for both. Yeah. If they're if they're playing quietly, it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a shimmering clean tone, and if they mm-hmm. sort of play it a little bit harder, it gets it gets kind of heavy. But it doesn't. I don't think it's a heavy album. Would yeah. you agree? Um, I, I'd agree. Uh, well, it's a very feel good album. It's a really feel good album. Mm. Like I'd imagine sitting sitting back in the garden, mm-hmm. si- sipping sipping a few to this, <laughs> sipping on some Lipton si- ice, si- sipping on, on some melon soda. Yeah, as <laughs> the last title track is. I don't uh, know how I felt. Yeah, maybe I don't know if it, if it's necessarily a feel good album. I feel I feel like the emotions associated with this album are a little bit more ambiguous. Like yeah. at times it's more nostalgic and kind of wistful, yeah. and then at other times it's super intense. Yeah, and it, it's not a clu- consistent. It's not a clusterfuck like traditional jazz. That is this derivative of would be like mm, yeah. this is this you can handle, but I do think that um, if you're not a fan, it's funny. Even though there isn't, there's no traditional jazz instrumentation on this album or anything. But I, I do think yeah. if you're a fan of jazz, you're more likely to be open to this because I wouldn't consider this a casual listen. Tricot. No, this was a few listens. This this takes a few listens, and it's also you have to sort of condition your brain because yeah. the vocals are very unique. I mean, they're all in yeah. Japanese first and foremost. Yeah. And the singer, uh, her voice is, she's, a, she's got a great voice, but it, it, it just sits right in a pocket where you need to be in the right mood yeah. for it. Or it can sort of start to grate, especially after like seven, eight, nine yeah. songs. Um, but it is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very powerful vo- sure. vo- vocals. So, some yeah. of the, some of the notes she reaches at some points yes. are incredible. There is one. There so, is one song. I think in track particular. track four or so, where she she hits a note. Yeah. And you're like, wow. Yeah. And then and then she just leaps like a fifth or an eighth above, and you're like, oh, there's a human doing <laughs> and then this. My computer screen breaks and yeah, 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 yeah. It was impressive. When I didn't expect it to be impressive. That's the joy about this kind of album. No, and it's it's a hidden gem for sure. You know, I, this is an album I never would have listened to in yeah. the normal course of events unless, like, you're a filthy weeb like me. Yes, it was on an um, on an anime soundtrack, or, 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 or <laughs> which it isn't very anime. It's no, but there are there are certainly yeah. moments, and I, I only say this because because my favorite quote unquote anime soundtrack band is. Uh, Ling Tassate Sigure. Okay, so who yes, these you, guys remind me of. They're not necessarily anything you, like the you typical. Can, you can relate a bit. Yeah, they're not yeah. necessarily in like the typical J-Rock It's not stable. Uh, Asian Kung Fu generation. It's no, 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 no. no. But but Ling Tos Tesigure are a phenomenal band who did the who did the theme for Psychopaths, <laughs> and they would fit into a slightly heavier, slightly more yeah. math rocky version of what this is. Yeah, the, yeah. the corded instrumentations. Yes. the whole frantic movements. And are, especially when they're female singer are, are the same. Are yes. kind of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you 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 probably relate to this a lot more if you like top shelf record stuff. Yeah. Which is very Irish based, and they are playing here on their tour okay. first oh, in August. Okay. Sadly, I'm going, I'm going to Japan to miss <laughs> a band like this for all of August, and that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> for me. Are you guys? Are you gonna? You're gonna be able to catch uh, in in Japan. Mm. There's a few. There's a few. Um, there are a few Foo Fighters. I might be catching. Oh, in that's Japan, amazing. But yeah, no, 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 <laughs> noted Japanese bands. Two, it's two, two Japanese bands I know are playing here and not in yeah. Japan when I'm over there. So yeah. Do you know, there's um, a, um, just back to, back to the record, there's a, there's a band actually that I was 
reminded of on two tracks in particular on this album. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I, I can't even remember how I found them in the first place, but have you ever heard of the band Karate? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know Karate? I, ha- I have actually, yeah. Yeah. The, especially, I think it's uh, track eight. Yeah. When when these guys slow it down, when Tricot slow it down, it, it sounds so like Karate. Yeah. Karate are this uh, fantastic band. I'm not sure where they're from. They're American. Um, who they're like they're kind of like jazz would you say jazz rock or jazz jazz rock yeah yeah. very very light though the yeah. guitars are super clean yeah but, but enough rock but but yeah but it's more the sensibility of the vocal yeah. and the chord structures and stuff like that that makes you think of rock they've come from a background that is rock yes <laughs> so if you if you listen to the song Original Spies yeah. or Some Boots by Karate yeah. you'll get a sense of what this is like but that might be a good entry point as well because at least the kind of the vocals are a little bit easier to swallow and then you can kind of get into that this through that yeah um, but um, highly recommend karate but yeah this band uh, this band is very fun live I must say that yeah. I saw them in 2012 when they were just starting up with oh, cool. a few EPs here in Whelan's and um, they're such a fun band really they're, they're like they're they're, they're 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 such virtuosos while jumping around and yeah. singing their asses off like like nothing I've ever seen yeah, like and it's they're just very good at pulling off subtle stuff. That's great. Like, yeah, that's the thing is they bounce off each other very well. They they do a good job of not and, and I and I admire and I admire this and I also think it counts as maybe a negative is that sure. they they weave their way between moods and uh, structures so much that the album kind of exists in this other plane from you know the way you can't you can't get a handle on exactly what kind of chords they're kind of going for exactly what emotion they're going for which I like though because it makes it seem it it kind of makes it otherworldly a little bit the album very 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 ethereal totally and they they mix it up with their time signatures and they they just throw these these weird curveballs at you but it just takes a a lot longer to get used to than like your typical sort of four chord wonder um but there are like there are melodies to beat the band of the song. Like it's it it's very well put together and yeah. it's very well produced. A lot of nice couplets, like uh, like yes. I think pork side and pork yeah. radish or oh pork, pork, pork something pork ginger yeah, yeah pork, pork ginger. ginger that's it um, very nice yes yeah 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 like, like almost like part it's almost conceptualized yeah in a way yeah. And it's funny actually because I did listen to this album accidentally on shuffle the first time, which really goes against the uh, moniker of our podcast. But anyway, you know. um, so the the, the 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 subsequent times I listened to it, I felt like yeah. it made more sense yeah. because I was like, this 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 running order makes sense. Like it's such a long album. Yeah, yeah I will admit, it is very long, but it ends very well with yes. with Melon Soda is yes. like their first single, I think, and that's yeah. last the last song. Like that that's that's a cool move. Typical Japanese. That's a cool move. <laughs> <laughs> They're always trying to be difficult. Yeah. Um, and and just one other thing as well as I did feel that the production of this album was top notch, oh, like so good. That's what got me the first time. Yeah, like, everything it's such an enjoyable listen. You can hear. I, I I kind of almost took my headphones out and went, like, what has change am i listening to a super high quality audio yeah. file or like no, have my headphones suddenly gotten better no it's just a really fantastic production it's good job. and it's yeah. so rewarding in multiple listens yeah that's the best part of this uh, this kind of album sure yeah, yeah no it, it, it definitely rewards multiple listens and i probably will go back to it for you know in with the weeks to come yeah. like knowing the beats of the, each song yes. helps so much to enjoy yeah. them more but i wouldn't but i don't know if i would recommend this as like everybody needs to go and listen to it now I think um, if you're a fan of mathy, jazzy yeah. rock, yeah, definitely give check it out yeah. for sure. Or 
like Ling tossed to Siguri. Yeah. That was kind of like, like you, you could turn you, could, Troy as you well. could turn this on at like an easy going party, and it would go down well. You think? Yeah, people people jive with it pretty well. I think. I, I mean, not a. I want to try it now, now. I want to try it. Yeah. Now I want to try it and just see what the reaction is. Because yeah. <laughs> generally speaking, if anything, I mean, if, if anything, even heavier than uh, than status quo or something comes yeah. out of the party, people start to like freak out. Um, but you know, we, 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 we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But yeah, no. I, I mean, I I definitely enjoyed this. What would you rate it if you had to? Mm, it's difficult because I'm not I'm not too too. Um, well versed with these kind of albums. Okay, but I, I've given it about three listens so far, and I'd give it a, I'd give it like a nine. Go, wow. going on nine, yeah. Wow, it was it was like a seven at first because sure. I didn't understand it at all. Yeah, and once I knew what they were trying to get across, which um, which is still it's still puzzling to get into my head, but it's fun. It's a very fun album. Great, like I'm still getting stuff from it, which is cool. Cool, me too. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven. I cool. too enjoyed it. I just find the um, I just find it all a little bit too much by the yeah. end. By the end of the album, yeah. it's it's the combination of even though the production is great, but the combination of like that the, that guitar tone is so insistent, yeah. and the vocals are so insistent, and everything about it kind of starts to press down on yeah. you by it, the it, end. It lasts. It stay. It stays a bit long. Yeah, but, long-lived. but for sure. I mean, but but definitely one of the better albums we've we've reviewed so far. Yeah, this is why I brought it. Was you're, you're not too well versed on it, and it. It's a good, good jumping yeah, and, off point. Uh, and a good jumping off point if you want to get into Japanese music in general, because there's yeah, that not very much that, of it on Spotify. That isn't anime based. No, know. nothing to do with. And I poor Dylan here had a nearly conniption when I mentioned anime. He's, well, no. he's like, no. There's just so much of it which is so well worth watching. There's more it's to not, Japanese not, music than anime. It's not pulled in by that. No, 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 no. Of course not. I've, that was that was a very um, dense thing of me to say. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to you do with I'm that. Gonna... It's just a rock album. Yeah. So go and enjoy it if you like. Go listen to it if you like rock music. Yeah. Great. Okay. So final album of the week. This, I guess, I want to say we're not. We don't exactly have a, a the typical structure this week because. We wanted to cover Chris Cornell, so we did a retrospective at the start of the show, yeah. and then we took we a, have to. and, and then we took kind of two new albums, but but we've also portioned off the la- the second half of the show for Japan. <laughs> so let's just call because this of the implications we couldn't say no. Let's just call this the second leg of our Japanese trip. Um, we're we're going <laughs> back into a weirder territory. We're getting into much weirder territory. Exactly. Tickets exactly. pay for the whole seat, but all you need is the edge. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For, yeah, exactly. You're gonna have a rollicking good time yeah. with "Withering to Death" by Duran Gray, Gray, which I want to say is their second and most recent album. Sorry, am I right in saying that? Uh, or? No, this this is actually 2006, 2005. Yeah, 2005. Yeah. Here, this, this is their first um, international release. Oh, okay, to, to Europe okay. and states and stuff. Before cool. this, they're mainly a, a visual Kai band. Okay, which is very much bright colors. Yeah very much anime centric before and, oh, really? and this is their escape from that this was we want to we want to go into the studio and record yeah. uh, proper like meat and potatoes rock album yeah. like let's yeah, yeah yeah start to finish but even still you, people slowly realise that they are not built for meat and potatoes and this is from another planet yeah <laughs> this yeah, kind yeah, of rock yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I don't even know if you call it rock <laughs> I don't know what to call so it there's so much in it um, yeah it's so dense in the best of ways um, each song is entirely different from the last mm. in terms of structure, in terms of timing. Mm. Um, it's so frantic and yet very lush and very mm. intricate and whimsical and well contained and well controlled within everything it does. Yeah. I mean, I, like this is your pretty much your first listen to it, right? First proper listen? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, this is pretty much my first time sitting down and actually listening to Dear Hungry properly. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, it's funny because listening to it, I mean, like you said, it's so dense. You can hear these rock, alternative rock, stadium rock, yeah. uh, thrash metal, death metal, uh, new metal. <laughs> there's, there's even more sort of just pop stuff. There's yeah. funk. Yeah. There's a dream jazz bits. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's that kind of jazz punk stuff that, that a little bit sounds a little bit like Tricot as well. Yeah. Um, there's kind of a little bit of everything and even the singer, I mean, is there just one singer? Yeah. You know, it's the stuff that he pulls out, I mean, he almost sounds like about 10 different people. You never yeah. know from side to side if you're going to get like a, a squeal or a, a gurgle. Or just metal, or, metal scat or, singing. Yeah, or just scatting and riffing or if you're going to get a super clean. Yeah. The most peaceful soaring vocal. vocals you've ever heard. Yes, exactly. Right next to like death metal growls. Yeah. In within seconds of each other. Yes. And it's so well done. I think I find it super jarring. Yeah. Um, yeah. I gotta I gotta admit. I tell I think this cool. album is 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 like jam packed start to finish with great like it's I can't I'm not I can't think of a good metaphor to describe it, but there's like little pockets of genius. Yeah. in almost every song you know but I for me I almost felt like I was I was like wading through all this sort of variation and uh, crazy changes in pace and stuff like that and then you get to that one part of the song where you're like this is great and yeah. go you, back you, you want to see Japanese music go to the nth degree of fast gear oh yeah this is it this is this is music and I have to say I, I really appreciate it on this level this is music for fans who are so devoted that they don't I I kind of admire I really admire the songwriting process of this band even though I found it kind of jarring to listen to because people who love this band obviously love them so much that it transcends genre yeah you know that for me especially Um, you can because they just throw everything at you on this album like even as a non-Japanese speaker yeah with knowing barely a thing about the culture in which this arised from Mm. it's still quite effective in like capturing that audience which is us mm. like that's why it was it went platinum did it really uh, wow i think so i think so um it's very slowly but sure it well, got there on it well well respected and well noticed in the states now because of this album and as the years have gone by they've they've somehow expanded on this and this is just the tip of the iceberg this mm. this album for them yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what what do you think about the? I mean, there's so many tones, I guess, guitar tones and stuff. But like, what's your opinion on the production of it and how it sounds? Um, the two guitarists are like one in the same brain mm. with how they wrap around each other. Yeah. Um, each song is almost a different. Like, each guitar track sounds like it's from a completely different song. Yeah. Put them together, and they work so well. <laughs> Yeah, do no, you no, feel no, that? Definitely, you feel? it does. Yeah, it does feel like an album. And I t- totally know what you're saying. I think there's some certain uh, places where it works better than others. I think when they go for that lush, almost pop ballad type, yeah. which I think is yeah. on the, la- the the second last or the last track. Yeah, and it's there. That was more, that was more old school for them. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's really lush and it sounds gorgeous. I think sometimes the heavy guitar sound great too. I think when it gets into that kind of scrappy, very like early new metal sound, it's the way everything melds together. To my mind, doesn't quite. Are we talking like C? Yeah, and stuff like that? it doesn't quite hit the mark for me just from a sonic um, perspective because it's it's got that almost like first yeah. corn album yeah. type of but, um, clickiness to it. This I far prefer over that. 
because of the variety that follows. Yeah. Like moments after those occasions that you might yeah, not like, yeah, they'll yeah, give yeah. you something else. No, they do for sure. Like like Keo's vocals will pay you back. Yeah. At like the end of a song you may not like as much mm-hmm. somehow and it's ugh. like no, Sa- was... Saku for example. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very intense track for yeah. the first half. And then the second you could place it anywhere with Yeah. with like oh, I don't know. With yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it could sit alongside any like, like any, any, any video hit yeah, or whatever. Like well, like while she sleeps, yeah. level, level ballads, yes, and and very captured chorus moments. Absolutely, no, no, no. I mean, for for I, I for however many, I and mean, the, the album is quite long. It's it's uh, it's just under an hour. Yeah. Um. There's only one song on it that I don't that I don't enjoy in one way or another. I mean, every song to me has something that I kind of go, oh great, when it comes yeah. along. The only one, uh, can you guess? Do you remember? Um. Uh, was it one of the last few? No, it's Jesus Christ or or. Oh, that's beautiful. Later on in it, oh, so good. I, I, like remember when I was talking about yeah, him yeah, soaring yeah, yeah. over the vocals, the end, vocals at the end. Yeah, and not pleasing you at the start of the song. That's that's what I that's what I thought. That one you, was that that was the only one where it just it just pushed me a little yeah. bit too far over the edge because yeah. it starts off with this kind of like funk yeah. funk guitar and then wow, it goes wow, into wow. a old school thrash yeah. section and then there's a part of the it, it, I, to very me, very talky jazz. Right, exactly. Kinda, yeah, spoken word kind of jazz, then straight to like a soft, soft J rock thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah then yeah, to yeah. like almost like the disturbed corn level right. riffage. Yeah, but there's also a little yeah. bit like Barry, a kind of thrash feel to it as well. So it's yeah. it's it's um, I, that one was just. But the even one still, kinda... give it a few more listens, yeah. and it w- <laughs> might be your favorite because that's what I thought first time around when I listened to yeah. this eleven years ago. Wow. Yeah, I have the album somewhere up there and. Still, still, still standing. So you, you, you were, you were a day one. Yeah, my friend gave it to me in town, wow. and I took it knowing nothing about it, and it pleased me like nothing else. I think the yeah. first song he showed me was "Dead Tree," which is a very, very cool song. Mm. Very, very like um, prime example of how they can switch from clean to earth-shatteringly powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like Keo is possibly the best vocalist on this planet. Uh-huh. He's possibly <laughs> the best vocalist. Devin is Devin is a little bit behind. <laughs> But Keo is he was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's where I stand on this kind of voice. Do you know what it is? You as well don't as... disagree. You don't. I know. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's a very yeah. good vocalist. I do find um, certain. This is him finding his place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's certain moments, but I think it's actually just more of a, a, an affectation of a lot of Japanese singers. It's it's probably just a technique that a lot of people employ over there. But there's a very like harsh vibrato that they they use. Yeah. Um, where like their voice is kind of yeah, it's, wobbling. It, it's it's the dialect and and tone from like right. Um, I think he's from Kyoto, so yeah. it's you know. But I think I think I think possibly you know, on both of these albums, it's it's a little bit harder to penetrate an album that you where you don't have any insight into the lyrics. Yeah, because both of these guys, I mean, I think there's like maybe might be like five or six English words on uh, withering to death. But for them, I mean, for the most part, it's just Japanese. So you are dealing with. One less. There, thing there is that, a bit of English. There's, yeah, there's a tiny. There's, there's the, fi- a, the final is mostly English. Actually, yeah, there is there that's, there is some English, and that's their flagship song, by the way. Oh, the final is. I like. Yeah. I really like the final. Yeah. I really like that one. Um, but there there is one less thing to kind of grab onto as a listener, even though you know that there are touchstones, obviously, yeah. that musically, but vocally, mm. it's so different. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you don't need you don't need to know what they're saying though. That is one no, thing no, 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 no. That really impresses me about this. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, like uh, we, we listen to hyper heavy music, you can never understand what they're saying anyway. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And and I, I, I was, 
a very eye-opening experience listening to this album for sure awesome. over the last couple of days I'm, I'm glad I did yeah. what, what, what would be the would you say that Withering to Death is the best step, stepping off point for somebody uh, who hasn't heard Dear and Grey yes because I would say Ouroboros but that starts with a nine minute song okay and it is their best album but that that's a hard one to chew on because um, I know actually I told a little bit of a lie earlier this isn't the very first time I've listened to Dear and Grey yeah. full tour I listened to uh, I think it's called Vulgar Vulgar, yes, the one before this, which is technically same sounding like this. Yeah. Um, but they, they kind of do sounds in, in a trilogy of ways. Like they, right. They had Vulgar, this, then the album after this, I can't remember what the name was. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they started their new path of music, okay. which is where they are now. Okay. And it's just, they know yeah. how to evolve, this band. Because I would say that Vulgar might be a slightly better stepping off point. I just think I, I got that one a little bit quicker yeah. than this one. Um. But uh, they're obviously super talented guys. Like they know their yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just severely understated. If like, oh, it's, yeah, it disturbs me how well Keo can just mathematically be interesting on vocals. Yes, you know exactly. Like, I don't know anybody in the English spectrum who can do that. Like mm. there are a few people, like me, who have that much crazy kind of range, and there, there are a couple of people who have bits of what Keo can do. Yeah. Like like Jonathan Davis, I would say Bjorn from Soul Work as well has that. Where yeah, he's got about like five different registers. But like Keo is like yeah. Bjork, Bjorn, everybody in between for sure. And he yeah, has, no, no, he does. He, does. Well. he, he yeah, the the, the the sheer variety is, yeah. is, is is insane. I mean, that's that's one thing. Like, if you want a crazy whistle stop tour through the last like twenty years of heavy music, listen to a Dear on Grey album because yeah. you'll get it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you will uh you'll be surprised you missed this band at all. Yeah. Very easily missable because they're not English. <laughs> yeah. And um how did I get into them at first? It was I got the album but I heard them before from something. I, I've heard the name. There, I've definitely there was heard a, the there, name bandied around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. They have been somewhat part of the Irish scene there were people in the past like 11 years ago I knew, yeah. who, knew, who knew them that's how I got handed the CD randomly okay like there, there was a market for it here back yeah, then yeah, even yeah. back then well because it's not like I mean when you're that age or whatever like you want to find the weirdest thing yeah you want to find the thing that's not that's why you know for me it was like the Swedish scene before the people it's the Japanese scene you just yeah. or, and, and now with Sky Harbor and yeah. stuff people are like gravitating towards yeah. the Asians you know the uh, South Asian scene yeah you know it's, it's just you want to find the most exotic thing that that's the most different than what you yeah. get every day on the radio like I got this from I got this album from a guy who listened to a lot of a lot of Paramore really and a lot of bands like that it was that's that great. kind of scene in town yeah yeah, and yeah yeah this this got me for a loop and I'm great. F- thankful so thankful that I listen to music like this now because of this album. Well, thank you yeah. for introducing me to it. I'll definitely go back because um, there's there's a lot of earworms in there. I just need to. Yeah. It, it's it's a thinking man's thrash heavy metal. Yeah. Ensemble. Yeah. I yeah. just need to. I just need to. I just need to conceptualize and categorize yeah. what I've heard the last couple of days and yeah. We'll come back. <laughs> make sense of it in my own head. We'll come back some some sometime with one of their more recent albums. Just that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. Absolutely, and we'll, well, I, I quite, I quite like taking a little trip uh, to another country. So we might do this another. We might, we might do a little trip to Gothenburg. Oh yeah, yeah. Or something that yeah, could we, be fun. Maybe, maybe, maybe. If countries. we haven't already lost our non-metal li- listeners, um, but uh, yeah, no, I think we, we had enough to chew on this week. So oh, totally. 
Absolutely. Right, I need to go and uh, see my family for the first time in a while. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Dylan, <laughs> That's allowed. Dylan, you got stuff to do? Yeah, I got to sleep a bit for Twin Peaks at 2am. So yeah, boy! It is at 2am, <laughs> it turns out. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, if you are listening to this you probably already found us but yeah, we're thank on, you but so we're, much thank for you for listening this far yeah. we're on iTunes uh, Stitcher we're not on Spotify but we're on just about every other uh, podcasting format so you can find us there uh, Kill Shuffle is the name and listening to albums is the game yes <laughs> signing off signing off stay see you shuffled. next week stay shuffled yeah. thank you <laughs>